Hello everyone and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 58. The Jack Lambert, Jonathan Papelbon, and surprisingly there's been no player in the NBA to wear 58, so no player there. Episode. I'm one of your hosts, Teej Butler. Sitting next to me as always, Big Dill. Dill, how are ya? Waving to the crowd, you know. Yeah. Well, No hopefully. fans here. Yeah, no, no, fans yeah here. no fans yet. So, uh... No, just doing well. Uh, it's been pretty rainy since they turned the rain machines on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no. been raining. For but sure. definitely looking forward just to some sun, uh, sunshine, even if we can't do a whole lot uh, yet. But stuff's starting to open back up. And uh, hopefully the coronavirus will be behind us soon enough where it's no longer a talking point. Because I'm, quite honestly, kind of tired of hearing about it. Right. No doubt. <laughs> For multiple reasons. but Dozier? How are you up there in Cleveland? We're hanging in there, dude. Some of the bars and restaurants started opening up for the patios, and uh, right, hell yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them broke the rules right away. So, Boo. there's gonna be some flapping of the wrist there. Um, a little fineage. Yeah, definitely could be some people losing their liquor license if they do it again. But uh, yikes! You will not find me going out to the <laughs> going out to the patios anytime soon. So I'm content with cooking at home and seeing where this takes us but uh it's been interesting sure very interesting i'm sure it's gonna stay interesting but if you're looking for something interesting stay right here because we've got a great episode for you first quarter ladies and gentlemen we're gonna do a little last dance recap favorite moments just reaction in general second quarter we're gonna talk about the nba and the mlb potentially returning Third quarter, we've got some FCC news, so we'll wait and save that. It's super exciting. Um, and then the fourth quarter, uh, we're going to end it with a little wheel of debate. So uh, first thing we've got to do, as always, is warm it up. So first thing I'm going to pass it to, first person, excuse me, is Mr. Doge from Cleveland, right back at you. What do you got for us this week? I was excited to see some professional sports starting back up this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them It's one of my favorite uh, sports and leagues to watch is the German Bundesliga for professional soccer. My boys, uh, Borussia Dortmund, went out and took care of business on their first game back with a 4-0 win over Schalke Nolvier in the uh, in the Revere Derby, the River Derby, as they call it uh, in Germany. So big rivalry game, come back and win uh, right away. And Erling Haaland scored another goal, so that makes him 13 goals in 12 games for Dortmund since he started on. Unreal. So he's he's been absolutely lighting it up, and uh, machine. he said he has no interest in in leaving Dortmund. So that's huge. That is chill. I know his dad's been like peeping the Madrid Odegaard. I know his dad has, but he. I know he has not. Right. That's good news for you, Doji, and any other Dortmund fans out there. Have right. a guy who can actually finish, and seems like pretty consistently. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, consistently. I mean, hopefully he'll stay. Dortmund is infamous for getting young stars, developing them, and then selling them at a higher price. But uh, I hope he stays. He's unbelievable. Yeah, hopefully, dude. I know I was actually talking to Patch about this uh, the other day real quick and just about how you know how Dortmund always ends up losing their guys to Bayern or some other club. <clears throat> and he said, like, this team just has kind of a different feel. Like, they might go for the chip here and they might keep some of these guys. So that would be really cool to see them kind of turning that tide a little bit. Oh yeah, we're only we're in second place right now, only four points behind Bayern. Um, so, you know, we've got another eight games to go. If we could 
make a big push here and Bayern takes an L somewhere, then it becomes a whole whole new ball game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Dill, I'll pass it over to you here for a little warm up. What do you got? All right, so for the warm up, gonna cool it down actually a little bit with a nice time with Dill here. Oh, the nice time. It's been a little little while since we've had any hockey action. Uh, you know, because we love that hockey, so we love that hockey. <laughs> anyway, so uh, some good conversations amongst the hockey world and the NHLPA owners and fans. Um, you know, you know, it's good to hear this stuff happening and figuring out, uh, you know, some sort of conclusion to the season, a resolution to the pandemic, and kind of how things are going to go about. So it looks like so far, as of today, um, which is March, uh, not March. Oh my gosh! March. I'm th- Whoa! I'm thinking. Dude. I'm thinking of March 12th because I'm going to talk about that here in a second. I just read it. Uh, May 21st, excuse me, um, as of Thursday, May 21st, it looks like they're going to go with a 24-team playoff Ooh, Yeah, I didn't hear about that. with four teams uh, in each conference getting a first-round bye, essentially, and in order to prevent those teams from having some sort of rust, you know, um, and the other teams having to play, which would be 5 through 12 seeds, they would have a potential mini tournament between those four teams, um, total of eight teams, but the four in each conference. Crazy. Um, so then, uh, essentially, seeds five through twelve of uh, the current playoff standings from March twelfth, when the season, you know, has a uh, taken a little pause. Um, so it looks like that's going to be kind of the the thing moving forward, and that first round would be best of five. Um, whereas typically it's a best of seven series, which is a little bit different. But um, once that first round is over and um, <clears throat> the top four seeds are then playing in the actual Stanley Cup playoff, uh, it looks like it's going to go back to a seven-game series format uh, with seeds one through eight, kind of how they how they would do that there. So that would be really fun just to have something that would be normal again. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw that. that the Lightning, <clears throat> my Tampa Bay Lightning, excuse me, uh, sure, <laughs> would actually be in the first round sure. of of buys. Oh, and, mini tournament. Yeah, so they don't know how that mini ter- tournament is going to work. If it's going to count for seeding, or if it's just basically a, a practice round for uh, those teams to play, since the other teams will have potentially five games under their belt. Um, in addition to this, all teams they're looking at doing a two week mini camp or training camp, so that way people. Uh, playing and the players are going to come back injured and, and out of shape and all these different things. They're giving a two-week time, um, or it looks like they're going to allot two weeks um, to kind of let these teams get back to normal. So um, it's you know it's on the rise. Sure, so, definitely. I don't know how exactly it's going to pan out or when exactly. I didn't see any start dates, um, but that's ask, but... that's something that you know is, is in the uh, in the making. So it looks like hockey's coming around. Get some uh, on a on ice time, you know. Heck, heck yeah, we need that, <laughs> no doubt. Hockey, yeah. hockey, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Teach. gentlemen, what you got? This weekend, mm-hmm. it's three day weekend. Everybody's gonna enjoy it, but if you're looking for something to do, Capital One's the match. Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods and Tom Brady on the golf course. What what more do you need? I mean, you've got legends all over. They're going to be competitive. They're going to bet on it. I'm sure it's going to be better than the last time Tiger and Phil had their match because they got some feedback. 
you know, what they needed to do better. So I'm sure this one will be better. They brought in some other guys, and Peyton and Tom can do a little trash talking as well. Um, and if you need some more color, Charles Barkley's on the call. So you know it's going to be entertaining because all he does is make things entertaining. He's one of the most entertaining guys in America. <clears throat> so you put him calling that with, I'm sure, hopefully they have the rest of the TNT crew. Give me Ernie on that and Shaq and Kenny. I don't know how they'd pull that off, but that'd be amazing. Um, Shaq probably knows nothing about golf, or at least not enough to That's fine with get me. by. But Whatever. I, I love it. Get him on the, you know, get him um, on the air. So I'm really looking forward to that. Apparently Charles has a swing back. Back. Um, mm. No, for real. I guess he did it on live TV, like on the simulator a bunch of times. It looked perfect. I, I saw the video of it. So maybe there's going to be some Charles Barkley bets involved with this too. So I'm looking cool. forward to it. A bunch. So check yeah, it out John. this weekend. I believe it's on Sunday. Um, but uh, it's going to be great. I know they're going to be all mic'd up, and I'm sure they'll have some other guests pop in or, or whatever. So check that out this weekend. That, Teach? What? Who's streaming that? Bleacher Report. I think. Oh wow! Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, maybe t- uh, I know Turner's on the call, so maybe they are too, like TNT. But I know Bleacher Report is for sure. Gotcha. Okay. And then like Leftco is doing some like beforehand stuff. If you know like Adam Leftco, the guy who does uh, Tuesday Night with Dwayne Wade and Candice, but also uh, a lot of Bleacher Report stuff too. So should sure. be pretty good all around. I'm looking forward to it. You know what else I'm looking forward to? First quarter. We got the Last Dance documentary, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was incredible, in my opinion, but let's just go around the room. Like, Did it strengthen your opinion of MJ? Did it change your opinion um, of who you think is the GOAT? And then um, maybe what was your favorite part here? So, Dill, I'm going to pass it to you first, since sure. I know you are the LeBron guy. <laughs> I want to hear from you first. This changed your opinion of who the GOAT was. Okay. Short answer is no classic but for me um it definitely gives me perspective as far as like why people would say jordan if you grew up in that era similar to how i grew up in lebron and, I, right. and that's something i'm going to revert to keep saying because i it's just different when you're in it no doubt. um i mean just watching it i want to see more you know and, yes. I, and i remember hearing the the producer the executive producer uh, talk about how they had over 500 hours of NBA tape to go through for that last season. And I want to see more of the 500 hours available um, because I just love the bicker, uh, bickering back and forth um, between Jordan and the other players. And like when Mike, uh, when uh, Michael and Bird were in the tunnel. Unbelievable. After, like right after the game. And, F you. you know, F you this and this and that. And like, but it, I mean, it, yeah, it's all good and fun and this and that. But like, there was definitely some serious. Hints of like, dude, seriously, cough. Um, but it was just really cool to see that he has like the same intrinsic value. I feel like that I have as far as like doing anything you can, like when you're on the field or on the court, anything you can to help your team win. Um, Jordan was the guy for his team. Um, it just, I mean, he was the one who, if they had to go out and score, yeah, he would score, no doubt. Um, if he had to have a, um, you know, pivotal steal, Carl Malone. Um, yep. he would do that. And, you know, I didn't know these types of things because I haven't seen the replays. Um, I grew up watching LeBron where I saw him do stuff that I never thought anyone would be able to do, just with his size, his speed, his power. Um, and they just do things differently. Um, so it's, it's 
Definitely a better perspective. I don't think it changes anything for me. I just want to know more about him. I want to be more involved as far as learning about the game because he's a huge historical part of the NBA. Yeah. You know, and just the the culture that he brought um, with the Jordan shoes and how, you know, that whole trend of all of a sudden, like, you, you have style and this and that because, dude, some of his outfits are hilarious. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, he's swaggy. But it's a totally different type of swaggy than what it is today. No doubt. Um, so no yeah, doubt. I think of anything. The hoop earring. Stuff, the one, sure. the one thing that everyone wanted, I believe, was <clears throat> some sort of more information on Jerry Krause, some sort of interview from him. Um, you know, as the late Jerry Krause, because um, he's not here anymore. Sure. Um, that makes it very difficult. But I mean, that he was portrayed as such a villain. I don't um, think Mike would have let that just be, be on the, the dock, though. I don't think he was tight with Jerry. I don't I don't think that they were doing everything to appease Jordan, but I no, think but that, like, if that they if were... If he would have had one thing, that might have been his one thing. Like, similar to how they, you know, they had different segments and they built a story around it, I think they would have definitely poked into something with Jerry and, and gotten his side of things. Um, or, after this came out, there would be things that he would... <clears throat> you would hear more stuff about him now. Sure. Like post, even if it wasn't introduced into the docu- uh, documentary, it would be introduced post-documentary that you're starting to hear other things come out about players and um, some of the beefs involved. Right, for sure. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Carl Malone on there too. but <laughs> um, Certainly not going to happen. No. <laughs> um, I've always been a huge MJ, MJ guy. You know, obviously we, we debated that here earlier. Um, his retirement actually came... Um, on the day I was born, so I've kind of had a weird connection with him. I don't know if I mentioned that on the last pod. So October 6, 1993, MJ retires, TJ enters the game, obviously. So it's just a huge day in history. Everybody will remember it one day. You'll hear about it. Um, <laughs> um, no, but I just, my favorite part was all the behind-the-scenes footage of, like, the locker room right. and <clears throat> the daps up in the hallways or, like, him playing games with his, um bodyguards or the amount of cigars the dude would have before games which is absolutely ridiculous like I wonder how much better of an athlete he might potentially be if he was like putting as much money into his body as LeBron is like today like that'd be so interesting to see if he'd be better maybe he'd be like worse because be, he'd be too into his body or something I don't know who knows but um it was really awesome to see that I know you mentioned the Michael Larry moment like that was my favorite moment just them in between um, when Larry's the coach after uh, Mike beats him in Game 7, just giving him a little jab there. Um, the thing I wish we had more of was the Space Jam bunker hangar footage. But I know that the uh, director said that they only were able to get a couple minutes because it was on like the Sony set, um, so they weren't able to record it. or That's what the reason they didn't have more footage, I guess. Um, so that would have been really cool because I guess there was tons and tons of players coming through there like, all the best players in the league, some of the best college players. Uh, so that would have been really cool. And then, obviously, just so great to see Michael's competitive fire and the drive that he had and his almost, like, disbelief of, like, being injured or, like, not having the will to go out and win with, like, things like kind of scoffing at Scotty's migraine or playing with the flu slash food poisoning game. Um I don't know, just totally awesome to see that and then see him get emotional too because usually don't get to see the mystique of Michael Jordan and see like him kind of being a person, so that was really cool too. Doge, anything 
you want to add or that saw that you like really enjoyed about this as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it <clears throat> it strengthened my opinion on on putting him as the good. I think just because I'd seen the tape, yeah. I'd seen him play, I'd seen a lot of the you know the stuff um, on the court, but like you said, T's just getting to see the practice footage and the workouts and the you know in the in the tunnel, you know, like you said, playing with his like playing games with his bodyguards and it was cool and just seeing I mean getting more of a personal look in on him like about the story of his of his father like being murdered just in cold blood like just really yeah. getting into it just some of the things that he had to deal with in adversity and still having the career that he did was pretty incredible so um just the behind the scenes stuff that you really didn't get to see before uh just kind of really cemented it in for me just having the win at all costs mentality that he did yep. uh, just yeah. always trying to pull greatness out of his teammates even if it you know, came off as him being an asshole. Um, I feel like some of the guys in the league today wouldn't have the nads to be that big of a dick to their teammates. Right. Uh, but that's what he that's what he did because he saw that as the need to win. So, so with, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. With you saying that, it reminded me of the <clears throat> one of the things I liked the most as well is his reaction on the iPad when he would watch somebody else oh, say yeah. something. That and was you, the best. And you would get the modern-day... Michael Jordan, who remembered exactly, oh, yeah, I remember you just did this, this, and, like, boom, right. and, like, just, like, I don't know, his graphic memory of specific details from, what, 25 years ago, you know, was fantastic, yeah. and, like, how he can remember stuff, and, like, <clears throat> just seeing him as a person and not some legend, which, up to this, I haven't seen. Right. You just don't get, kind of, access to guys like that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's, right. like, LeBron James has a similar mystique, but, like... I think Michael might have had more popularity just because there was no social media, so there was more mystique, so everybody wanted to kind of get a piece of him, whereas, like, you can get a piece of LeBron James whenever you want right now, which is actually really cool, but it's still not, like, the the behind-the-scenes LeBron that you, like, I don't think he's putting on a front. Like, the raw. But it's not, like, LeBron James, I know that I'm just chilling with my boys, you know, or, like, hanging out, like, with the guys and stuff, like, I don't know. Either way, I think that, like, we're going to get that at some point, I'm sure. Like, the barbershop's kind of similar-ish to that, but it's still, like, a production. Um, but I think we'll get something like that with LeBron, too, which kind of leads into mm-hmm. our our next topic here. Um, would you like to see a Last Dance-esque documentary for anybody else? Like, uh, you know, any athlete from another sport, I guess, uh, another figure, I guess, in general, but specifically athletes um, for the most part. What... Uh, what are you thinking here, Doge? I'll let you go first. Um, some of the ones that I think would be cool to see just is switching to another sport of football. I think it would be cool to see some 49ers footage from yeah. Joe Montana's era, Jerry Rice, and I think that would be cool. Um, but also just seeing the paths would be tight. I mean, they were a fun team to hate. I, I never rooted for them <laughs> when they had the dynasty of, of Bill and Tom, but uh, getting that footage would pr- be pretty sweet to see Bill Belichick behind the scenes and yeah. To have Tom and Gronk and Teddy Bruschi and Mike Vrabel and Randy Moss and, like, all the guys, you know, even throw it back to, like, Corey Dillon and yeah. Vinick Berry, like, <clears throat> give me all those guys. It would be a sweet, sweet thing to watch. No doubt. That'd be super fun. You know the NFL has the footage, too. They record everything. Exactly. Yeah, they have. So that would be, except, for be the, except for the Mason Rudolph audio. Sheesh. Shots fired. Yikes. I would not want to see a documentary about that. No. What? 
Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. No, no, no. I, <laughs> no, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Absolutely not. <clears throat> um, speaking of people I would, I'll go real quick. Um, selfishly, KG, just because I would love to just see KG. Like, if you just give me 20 hours of KG talking shit, I'd watch that right now. Just, like, him on the court, just, like, beefing with people. I think that'd be so funny. Um, I heard there is going to be a Kobe one uh, for his last season, so... We don't need to uh, like to see that one. That one's coming, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I think Tiger Woods would be awesome too. And then I think my favorite, though, front runner would be Charles Barkley. Um, I know we get a lot of him, but I think he'd be really fun to see, like, his off the court and, like, just him kind of interacting with all, like, daily people if they had that. Just because he's such a, a people person, you you get so many interesting stories, I'm sure, from Chuck, or just all the different nightlife <clears throat> stories he has with all the different people he's been around. So, I think he'd be a real good one. And then, uh, obviously, Larry Bird. Why not? Yeah. Big deal? So, I think that, you know, this definitely pertains to, like, team sports. Um, just as far as involving athletes. Like, you know, as great as, like, a, maybe, like, a, um, a tennis player of some sort, Andre, you know. Pete Sampras. Yeah, I mean like one of I mean, Agassi. Yeah, I mean like one of the one of these like major tennis Djokovic. guys or I think the only guy that I would make an accept, exception for would be like Tiger or Tiger. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Honor Palmer maybe, Jack. Yeah, I was gonna say older guys and stuff, but they, I, I doubt they have any. John Daly maybe would be funny. Um so that's kind of where I was looking at this, you know, with that point of view. Now Michael Phelps, I think, would be interesting just to see what his teammates felt like during the Olympics, kind of all the background stuff. And I have seen some stuff on him before, so that's why it's not too high up there. But I just remember how dominant and how fun it was to watch him as a nation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's our nation's guy, you know, Um, competing at the Olympics and and watching that when I was down in Florida. for his run there when he won every single world record left and right. Um, so Michael Phelps, Tiger, I think Barry Bonds, dude. Like Barry Bonds, um, that whole era of guys, um, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. I know that they're coming out with some stuff, but <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to be to the level of detail that maybe this Jordan documentary was. Sure. So. Right. Just a more granular look. Either way. Last final, you know, whatever, last one. Tim Duncan would be awesome just because he was so quiet. It'd be interesting to see, like, if he was actually, like, kind of a, a loud guy in the locker room yeah. or, like, he said stuff or whatever or what he would say, you know? So, I think Popovich with how, I mean, he, I know that some of the stories that he has, too, is, is pretty good. Sure. Yeah, just so. the Spurs would be cool, for yeah. sure. Yep. All right, gentlemen, let's move on here to the second quarter because sports are trying to come back. And we need them to come back. Hockey is trying, like we, we talked about here yeah. earlier with the ice time. Let's talk about a little NBA here. So on Monday, Chris Paul, head of the Players uh, Union, got on, the, got on the cell phone. Maybe he got on Zoom. Might have gotten a house party. Who knows? Dialed up the boys and uh, got on a call to see, you know, if they wanted to continue playing, if they wanted to kind of wait this out. Just kind of get the heads, you know, Peak, uh, or pick the brain of some of the best players in the league. So um, on the call was Chris Paul, like I said, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Steph Curry, and Damian Lillard. 
Do you think they left anyone out? Are you surprised that uh, maybe some teams weren't represented? Nuggets, Jazz, Sixers, Celtics, some playoff teams. And then, obviously, a big name that people are laughing about not being on the call is James Harden because he was Chris Paul's teammate last year. And then they had a parent feud and split. So just give me your quick take on that and then what you think about all the players just saying, yeah, we do want to come back and play here. So, Dill, I'll pass it to you first. So I'm not really sure the current status of the relationship between CP3 and Harden, if they're, like, cool or not. I don't think they had an issue, but I'm not sure. You never know. <clears throat> and, I mean, that could be something where he's like, do I add him? Nah. All right. Right. Like, it's not weird. Like, whatever. Like, we have enough. Um, but I think that a His lot teammates of... teammates on there. Russ. Um, a lot of these guys have a, um, a, a high influence on the game. They are all superstars in their own means. I mean, pretty much all of them are superstars. Or I mean, CP3 is, but he's just out of his prime a little bit, so that's why I'm putting him there. Um, I mean, I just think it's funny getting these guys all together. Just yeah, like, I would just love like, to be a fly on like, the wall what, are, what are they? How do they talk to each other? Are they friendly? Is it a little hostile every once in like, a while? Like, does Kawhi get on and go, hey, hey, hey? Or is he the one? Or is he the one leading the conversation? No you know way, what I mean. No like, way. is he the one who's like, "Hey guys, I've really thought about this." Blah 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 blah. And LeBron's like, "Yeah, Kawhi, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever." And then we can beat you in the playoffs and be the real team of LA. Uh, but Kawhi is the guy on the Zoom call that just joins and is instantly on mute. Right. He just doesn't say anything the, the whole time. Yeah, he's got the video running, but he's just not saying anything. Right. <laughs> that's so funny. Um. <clears throat> Any more to add there, Bill? I was going to say, maybe they just ran out of uh, Zoom call availability. Yeah, just Or people, whatever. Yeah. They, yeah, maybe they just like couldn't fill up any more spots or something. They are like, hey, this is good enough. Right. Doge, any thoughts on uh, the call and all the, the big boys here? Big boys. I think it makes sense. I mean, those guys are just a bunch of alphas. I mean, I agree that like Harden's probably like the missing link of like one of the top dogs, like MVP candidate kind of guys that weren't on the call um but he hasn't ever seemed to really mesh with like that group as well right like right so it makes sense that he wasn't on there but i mean like any of the younger guys like yeah there weren't any of the sixers or the celtics guys and those guys are good like donovan mitchell wasn't on there either or whatever but they're kind of like the next generation so it seemed like it was kind of like more of the the veteran type guys on that call anyway there's still some young bloods that maybe weren't a part of it but like if all those guys were at a party like, I feel like those are the guys that are, like, all standing around the circle. Just yeah. Gotting. Yeah. No, no. James Harden's at the strip club anyway. Yeah, that's... <laughs> he's not coming to the party. <laughs> James Harden got the invite, and he was like, nah, I'm just going to chill. He's like, I'll meet you at the after party. Or the middle party. You know, when, we, when you go out. I'm just going to be here all day. I'll meet you there. Right. <clears throat> and then for the late night. Um, I can't believe Rudy Gobert wasn't on the call. <laughs> Maybe there's some salt. <laughs> They're like, you're the reason. That's what, yeah, there's no way he was going to be on the call. Um, Nobody put him on there, dude. No. no. There's salt. I think it's funny that Harden is on there just for our sake. Like, I don't think it means anything at all. I, for all we know, he could have been sitting next to Russell Westbrook because they're, like, living in the same city and homies and Houston, Texas is kind of open. So, you know, like, they could have just been together. Um, or Russ got off the phone and told him exactly what happened. Or if Harden had anything he wanted to say, I'm sure he could have 
It's not like Chris Paul just picked up the phone and dialed everybody up and they all picked up at once. I'm sure they had to talk about right. when they were going to call and stuff and what it was going to be about a little bit. So, I don't know. I don't I don't think that means anything. I think it's ridiculous that Tatum wasn't on the call. If we're talking alphas and superstars. He should have been the first call. Uh, no, I absolutely, just like you said, Doge, it was like more of the, uh, you know, the older heads, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, just some of the bronze friends, CP's friends, you know, I'm surprised Mello or, and Wade weren't on the call, actually, just for, they probably were, and they just nobody put them on there for whatever reason, the Banana Boat boys, but um, I don't think Jokic would have been on, just because, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's doing his own thing, but... Um, like I said earlier, I would absolutely kill for this audio to be like a fly in the wall or just to like randomly get that zoom code somehow just to hop in on that call, just blank the screen, mute it, change my name to like Adam Silver or something. So they just don't think of anything or like, I don't know who knows, but I would love to be on that call. Cause it'd be so funny. Like all those big, like, or like you said, like who's running the call? Who's like. Who's gonna talk over who? Right. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's talking, who's keeping us? Who's keeping them on track? You know. Like if Dame's talking is AD, just like hey, ah <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're like Dame, what was that? And you're like it doesn't matter, right? Or something. Yeah. Who knows? It's, I just, it's, I'm, I would love to hear it. Hopefully, there's a documentary about it. Right. Yeah. So moving on here to baseball, since the NBA is trying to come back, the players want to come back. Uh, MLB is a little bit different. Players might not want to come back, at least not with the current kind of situation that's going on. So Blake Snell recently coming out on his Twitch stream. That's where they'll get you, folks. Twitter used to be where they get you. Now it's Twitch. Keep your Twitch nice and clean. Make sure you know what you're saying. Because Blake Snell came out and said that he would be risking his life, taking a serious pay cut this season, um, and that the owner should pay for it. He's not going to play unless he gets his. Um... And so he thinks that the owners should suck it up, pay for the players in the the season here, and then make their earnings back in the upcoming season. So uh, just give me your quick reaction to that, and then um, you know what do you think about the season coming back? Because that doesn't look as great with players like this and Bryce Harper also agreeing with Blake yeah, Snell coming out. So, Dill, I'm going to let you go <laughs> first because I know this is your boy from the Montreal X-Rays. I mean Tampa Bay Rays, but uh, what do you what do you think about old Blake here? I have to agree with him. Um, as far as I mean, he you got to think about it. He's making what I think seven million was what he's making this year. He just won the Cy Young in twenty eighteen. Okay, the AL American League Cy Young in twenty eighteen. Last year in twenty nineteen, he had a weird injury where he broke a toe, moving some furniture. It's not playing related but then he also had some arthroscopic surgery that it was on his left elbow he's a lefty he's a pitcher if you don't have your arm you lose your money making ability to play and this is considered and every sport has been this way and that's why like trades and nfl trades i know just from like the interviews i hear um that it's a business at the end of the day it's a business decision to trade you, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's now, well, you know, we should do this just because it's the right thing. Why does that mindset all of a sudden change? Um, just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me that the contracts are not going to be held up. You know, if you sign a contract, like, 
anywhere and you don't abide to it, like there, there are, um, things that are going to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to come back. And as far as the owners, I don't know what these conversations are, are looking like, but. So what's, but here's the problem is like, what's Blake Snell's actual deal? Like, is he worried about dying and getting killed from COVID? Because a month ago, he came out on his Twitch stream and said it was no worse than the flu. But now that it's going to, like, cost him some dough, like, he's all, like, that's, like, the difference is, like, it's just, like, all about the money for him. It's not about, because, like, he could just sit out if he's worried about not playing and being unhealthy. But he's but, not, he's not getting, I mean, if, like I said, so if you're, you have no idea that if you go out there in one pitch, you could have season-ending surgery and you can never be the same pitcher again. And if this is a business, this is your profession, and he just won the Cy Young as the best pitcher in the American League two years ago, and you're only getting paid $7 million when you have Bryce Harper, who just has a, what, $300, $400 million contract, and these huge contracts that are coming out. When you lose that potential of earning money, why would you risk playing? Like, you could just not play... And okay, so I'm gonna come back some other time. That's what yeah, I'm can... saying. He could just not play. But there's. But that's not what he's. That's not what he wants. Is he just wants to get paid and not play? He wants the seven million and then not to play. Like which I I don't, I don't know. I don't think that with with their so far there's no there's no vaccine there's no way to get rid of this. I mean I think it all adds up to why take any risk when there's no reward. Well, the reward would be the money that he would make because there is going to be some yeah. money. But when there's no fans in the stands and there's no money being brought into the like league, then the next season they're not going to be able to pay anybody or like have free agents or have teams potentially. So I don't see how that is fair just to pay the guys for not playing this season or for playing a couple games this I don't, season. I don't think he would I mean, is that what it's going to be? Like, if you don't play at all, like, everyone's going to get paid? Like, no, That's what you, they're trying to say. That's the con- what no, but the contracts... My point is, is that there's a contract to play. They have 162 games. I don't know how they get paid, if it's per game, if it's... I don't know if it's weekly. I'm I don't sure know you what get it is. more per start. Because I, sure. well, I know that in the NFL, it's like... That I can elaborate on. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. So, the agreement that was brought in between the MLB Players Association and the MLB was that in the case of a shortened season, they would divide up like what your per game salary is. So like they take your normal annual salary, divide that by the 162 games, then you would multiply it times the amount of games you actually wind up playing. So you're prorating so, your salary. Right. You're, you're getting your you're getting your per game salary for whatever the season winds up being. Which I think makes the most sense because right. for all the games that the stadium and the owners don't get to collect on the gate and fans coming in and they don't get the like T V viewership, like they're losing all of that money. So like your value drops when you're not putting butts in seats. They said, so, if I'm not mistaken, that they've already lost forty percent of their revenue that they typically get for this year. Exactly. And so then on top so, of that, yeah. they have to pay their players the full salary potentially. I'm with the prorated call too, Doge. That's what I think is the best way to do it for games that I you mean, play. I mean that's that's what the that's what the deal is between the players' association right. and the MLB. So if people are worried about getting paid, like 
when the season starts, you're going to get paid the same amount per game that you would have in a longer season, but you just don't have to play as many games. Like, you're not out there putting in the work that you would have in a full season, so you shouldn't get paid the same amount. Essentially what, like, the deal says. Right, and if, I mean, I guess the the people, I think what Blake Snell is saying is that it's more risk because of the disease, so maybe they should get, like, a bump for some kind of COVID or something, or maybe they could split the new... TV revenue or something, but I don't. I think the prorated is certainly the way to go, just because they're not going to play all the games. And I think teams that are like the Reds, who spend a ton of money on players, and are a small market team, <clears throat> can't afford to just not have a season where they pay all these players, because it's going to ruin yeah. like potentially their whole plan or what they could do for the next I don't know, ten, fifteen, five years. Who knows? Or like the the Dodgers who just traded for one of the best players in the league, Mookie Betts, who's a free agent. Like he's not really going to get to know what it's like to be in LA. Is he going to sign there? I don't know. Maybe he'll just take a one year, but like maybe he just goes somewhere yeah. else. So that would really suck too. So I would like to see some games played, but I don't know. At the end of the day, if it's too dangerous, like I know there's a I forget. I think it's Sean Doolittle. Yeah, excuse me. His wife is like has an autoimmune disease. And so for him, it's going to be really tough to come back and play. So he might actually have to sit out this season, which is pretty brutal. But that's the way it's going to go because he's got to protect his family. So he has to make that decision. It's a tough decision for him. But we can't, Great. like, bring down the whole league because his situation is tough and it sucks. But, like, we got to have games so we can, like, pay everybody in general. So I know it's kind of weird for the owners to be crying, woe is me, when these dudes are bringing in, like, B, like, billions, like, with a B. But... If they can't, some of these teams aren't bringing in billions with a B. So um, I just want to see some sports. So whatever we can do to get them back, I'm in favor of. So whatever kind of deal we got to strike, let's get it going. I don't know. Absolutely. Are you, are you in for a prorated deal at all, Dill, or no? You're still for the full banger? No. I, so what What I was saying before is that, like, if you, if you have a contract and it's signed, right? Right. I, obviously, if those are parts of the contract, right, then that should be abided by. Correct. Okay. Um, now, like personally, I think like if I was a player, it'd be really cool to be like, "Hey, look, like we were able to make it through this pandemic and something. We made something great out of nothing, and it was right. like a yeah, it's going to be an, an asterisk, you know, type season, but it doesn't have to devalue what you did. Like, hey, you won in a way that um, like, however the the playoffs are going to look if they expand them, if they do this or they, they just say, Hey, everyone's in. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know. Um, but it would be cool to be a part of something different. Um, that isn't usual, you know, back. So that way in 50 years from now, they're like, man, do you remember the 2020 season that all this crazy shit happened? Right. Um, and you're getting paid based off of your game check, essentially. Then, I mean, like, I don't see the problem there. Nobody remembers the Spurs in 99 had a shortened season. Like, the pe- people don't go, like, Tim Duncan has four and an asterisk. Like, no, he has five rings. Right, four and a half. Right. It's like, no way. Like, so I think they'll remember those people as champions forever. Maybe they'll, people down the road will be like, it was still it was a crazy season, but they're still going to be champs. So yeah. let's just get back on the field, boys. We need it. Hoops or hockey, baseball, soccer is trying to come back with a little tournament. We'll, we'll talk about that here. After halftime, which we're going to bust into. And I'm going to swing it right back to you, Dill. Yep. I heard you've got a good one cooked up for us today. <laughs> I said a strong one. Okay, strong one. Excuse me. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network social media accounts? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook, 
pretty simple. Just type in the Cheap Seats Network, okay? Mm-hmm. See our logo there. Be able to find out some information there. Keep up with us. Um, we're going to also be looking forward to a little bit more that we're going to get into uh, just a bit. But also on Twitter, uh, at the Cheap Seats SN for any... I gave you guys a heads up, a little foreshadowing earlier before we started recording. And I just gave the audience, guests, listeners, and you guys again, another one. Okay. It's the same one, but just doing it again. So, Doge, do you have anything? You look like you're pondering. Silver nuggets. Wow. (sighs) Took it it right out of my mouth. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Out of all the SN words. (laughs) Do you have any, T? Steve Nash. Okay. I'll, I'll reveal what it is I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what your hint was, both times. Okay, so I said a strong one. We talked about Barry Bonds. The steroidal nationalists. Wow. I I'm, I'm can't believe I didn't pull that out of somewhere, you know? Was, I mean, it's about as easy so as I was just can... about to say it, he was just not, muted. Not in a million years was I going to get steroidal nationalists out of <laughs> a strong one. <laughs> Ever. Come on, Doge, be better. So, the hint <laughs> was crazy. the hint was that it was a strong one. Oh, it was a strong one, that's for sure. I like it. Steroidal nationalists. There were a couple ends. I was thinking maybe narcissists. No, you you nailed it. But you nationalists, it. you know. Because otherwise, it wouldn't have been a strong one. No, for sure. Doge, strong. Come in strong here with the clubhouse social media. That's what the people really want. Absolutely. <laughs> just giving us the peace sign. Just fuck it. <laughs> I love on it. Facebook, uh, on Facebook, you can find us at The Clubhouse. And on Twitter and Instagram, find us at Clubhouse underscore TCSN. And nothing special there. That's just for the Chief Seats Network. So, Sure, sure. Um, so want to say a couple little shout-outs here. One, the Pick and Roll Report. Has a recorded podcast here coming out soon, I believe. So be on the checkout for that for Cheap Seats News. And then um, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start putting out pods a little bit more frequently here. Coming out on Tuesday mornings and then sometime Friday evening. So this is one of the first Friday pod we're going to have. Um, so check those out here on our social media pages as well. Um, and then we're going to try to keep them a little bit shorter for you here, like within an hour, 45 minutes. So I know we're approaching the 45-minute mark here, but don't worry. We only have a little bit left. So stay tuned with us here for a little bit longer. We've got a lot more fun coming up here in the third quarter, which is about FCC. We told you there was some news, and boy, oh, freaking boy, is there some news. Doge, we were dreaming and we were dreaming of Olyapstam. And finally, the news came out that FC Cincinnati has hired Yapstam as their new manager, former Manchester United player, former Netherlands World Cup participant. He went to the final match. He is a legend of the game. Super excited to have him here. So I just can't wait to see what he's going to do with FCC. Doge, are, give me your thoughts about Yapstam. Like when you heard the news, what did you think? I was thrilled. I mean, when we were talking about who we wanted to be the replacement for Ron Jans, he was uh, he was up there in the top, and you know my top choice. I was yeah, me too. Uh, 
you know, obviously talking with our buddies Kyle Carnes and Colin Petrello, fellow FC fans, but also Man United fans. They had the experience of Yapstam, love the guy, um, and I'm just thrilled to have, you know, a guy that's had success over in Europe uh, coming in that'll, you know, no doubt have a, uh, you know, a positive, like, you know, let's go win this thing yeah. atmosphere and Cincy, which is absolutely what we need. Not going to be playing around. He's going to get the guys playing hard because, you know, that's how he played when he was on the pitch too. So I'm excited to see him. No doubt. Yeah, dude, this is uh, huge, if you will. Um, I think, to me, this is similar to KG coming to the Celtics in that I think Yop Stom is just going to come in and kick everybody's butt and kick us all into gear um, and really demand excellence and not just be kind of – not that the other guys haven't, but I think it's just going to be different when there's a the former player – that people can recognize, and you can watch his highlights, and he's also a humongous, like, ginormous dude who I just would never mess with. So I think that's just kind of like similar like KG, where he – I think he's a little mouthy as well in some games, but, uh, you know, it's just a huge name that we've added, which is going to really bring some, you know, credibility to FCC and hopefully some other players and names. No David Beckham, you know, obviously, but Yopstam's the next best thing in my, my opinion, so – um, I'm officially a Yop Stan, if you will. Tell. So keeping it up with the great <laughs> names. I mean, Ron Yons. Oh, I know. Yon DeMay. Ellen Koch. Koch. I mean... Koch. I mean, okay. If you're looking at this, and you don't say it, Yop Stam, or some other variation of kind of a drawn yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's if we can get an FCC chant of yeah, 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 something, man. Just like where it's just like a a loud, like kind of like where you hear people where they're like, oh, 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 and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be interesting, but uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's just something that I mean, we didn't really get to see uh, Ron Yons do much, yeah, no, uh, or anything, but um. I mean, just having another uh, another another guy who's pretty experienced, it seems like, in being able to uh, have success. I think FCC can use a little bit of that. I think we have it in our in our blood. That's what we want to do. I think the fans are are thirsty for it, and uh, I'll get into that a little bit later. But sure, sure. Keep it for the for the buzzer beater. Um. So just real quick. Do you think this is going to affect our ability to sign guys, like, in the future, like, in a positive way, a negative way? Uh, I don't know why it would be negative, in my opinion. But uh, And then how do you think this could potentially affect us in this little tournament that they're talking about having, where uh, all the teams are going to be in Orlando, I believe, is what they were planning on, and then it's going to be kind of a round-robin-esque tournament um, to see who wins, like, a cup style, you know? I think kind of like Champions League-esque, but... MLS Cup. So, Doge, real quick, give me Yop's uh, impact on both of those, free agency and then the uh, Yop, Yop, Yop Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, having some tournament experience, like you said, playing in the World Cup, uh, the, the little tournament style would be fun. Yeah. And FC's had success even when they were in the USL, mm-hmm. uh, making the push and having the fans and the players show out when it's, when it's win or go home. So... I think that would be great, and I think you know Yapstam, having the experience that he does with the with the European clubs that he has, um, free agency shouldn't be as big of an issue. You know, Ron Yon's had similar experience, but 
Yavstam, more of a recent name, I think. Right. And I think it's just a it's a solid signing to bring interest back to Sensi that already had an incredible fan base but now has a really good coach too. No doubt. It might be like one of the best coaches since he's ever had, just in general, like in terms of name credibility. Um, just because he's such a big name while playing for Man U. And I think that, along with the World Cup, like we said, are going to really impact um, this tournament where I think we're going to I think we're gonna be pretty good, especially if we can get some time to train under him where he can affect our just our habits and like the style of play we're going to have. And then I think it will certainly affect our ability to sign free agents because he played on the Dutch national team. Maybe he could call up a guy like a Bayern Robin. Excuse me, Iron Robin. I just like to call him that. Um, Wesley Snyder, you know, a Klaus Jan Huntelaar, somebody like that, um, or some other guys that he played at Man U with. He might be a little older or even younger. So it's at least, like I said, some big time credibility to our club. And it's not just hey, you're playing for some MLS team. You're playing for Yopstom. Just so happens to be in an MLS club. Dill, you thinking anything different about the signings here at the tournament? No, I mean, I think that if the results are good, I think it's just going to help the cause even more. Um, And I think that even if the results are bad, it's like, okay, well, maybe you just don't have the players that you need, but I like what you're doing. I like the credibility of the coach. Um, You know, and we can still draw people in. So I think that either way it can turn out to be something that we can gain from. Right, for sure. No doubt. It's certainly, I don't think, will be a step backwards by any means. But, uh... Let's move forward here then to the Wheel of Debate, fourth quarter. Let's give this bad boy a spin. We're going to do one spin here and then get to our buzzer beaters. So, let's give it a go, ladies and gentlemen. On today's Wheel of Debate, we have... Dun, dun, dun. Oh. All right. So, both of these things are no longer with us, unfortunately. The AAFL and the XFL. Hashtag who did it better. Um, who do you think was a better league? Who do you think was would last longer um, if they went head-to-head, if there's no NFL? Um, who do you think is a better league? Doge, we'll pass it to you first. I think it's XFL, absolutely. Yeah, um, they were able to get the energy right away and uh, just had bigger name players in the league as well. Oh, yeah. Um, they would have finished their season here if it weren't for the Rona. Um, so I think, you know, they they will continue on, unfortunately, losing some of their players um, to the NFL um, once their season ended. Uh, we'll hurt them a little bit, but uh, it's obviously been proven as a, a stepping stone for guys to make it into the league if they can prove themselves in that league. Um, right. So the XFL, you know, obviously failed way back in like 2000, but they came back and made it better. And uh, I think it's definitely better than the AAF that couldn't finish their season just because they they had to shut down because they sucked. <laughs> I was going to say, the couldn't, XFL... Couldn't pay uh, people. Right, they, they didn't pay people, I think, right. if I'm not mistaken. But the XFL was at least entertaining. They had some cool new rule changes and some sideline stuff that was really, I think, um, going to affect the NFL. Maybe not, like, actually, but, like, just force them to make some changes, which I don't think the AAFL had any impact on the NFL in my opinion, whatsoever. And I don't think you saw too many AAFL guys going to the NFL, whereas the XFL at least had a couple big-name quarterbacks get signed. I know the Panthers' um, backup uh, is one of the guy from, oh my goodness, which team is it? The Rough Riders, I believe. 
Yeah, PJ um, Walker. Yeah, PJ Walker. Yeah. I was calling so. him PJ Washington earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, PJ Washington, right? <laughs> but um, I mean, at least like that, there's a couple other uh, names as well. So that's cool to see that um, happening. And I think the XFL would have lasted, like you said, if it weren't for old Corona. So it would have been nice to see them finish out the season for sure. Dill, what do you think? Are you leaning the other way or no? I honestly don't even remember any of the teams from the AAFL. Yeah, I just remember, I just, like, when I hear that, I just think of Bill Polian's face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that league was kind of boring. It was, I mean, the best thing about the XFL was having the insight, hearing the people talk about the replays. Like, that's something that's, like, so shady in the NFL, and which recently we've heard that, like, the replay system gets shut down quite frequently or could potentially yeah, get shut down. Yeah, you plug in the microwave and it'll shut down. So the fact that it's so finicky and that it's, like, the NFL is so like big-headed in the sense of like everything we do is great like we have every great idea and the fact that the xfl brought some of these idea in um these ideas in i think the nfl is kind of like whew, okay right now because like you said they're they're forcing them or they i think and as a consumer we think that they would force the nfl's hand to make some changes yes and with them not being around anymore that's not a, a potential threat anymore so, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if they could get some funding from the NFL as a uh, developmental league, you know. And then the NFL can just have another name that they just make, bring in more money from, right? You know. And essentially, it's it's somehow differentiated where it's it's not like the shady stuff going on in the NFL <laughs> versus like oh, it's just another thing that's ran by the NFL. It's the same thing, right? But it's called the XFL. Right. Um, I don't think Vince McMahon would let Roger rule over him. No way. But if there's money involved, dude, and there's a billion dollars involved, like, the NFL yeah. is, what, a $40 billion business? Yeah, but, I mean, they already have a developmental league. It's called college football. And they don't have to pay shit for it. Which college football is... Unfortunately. ...changing. We'll see. So... I hope so. We'll see. That's a different story, but... A whole different... That's a whole different wheel of debate, for sure. Dill, you got a hot hand. I know you do. So I'm passing it off to you for the first buzzer beater. Okay. Where you want it? Just a little bit left at the top of the key. As, just like always, give it to him. Yeah, that's my, that's my hot spot. Bring it home, brother. So keeping it in the realm of sports, I mentioned about how FCC, some other things I wanted to mention later for my buzzer beater. Um, personally, I made my first ever purchase for season tickets. Wow. So, although we don't have a season set in place right now, I also placed a deposit for the new West End Stadium. So, the deposit wasn't that much. It was $100 basically as a placeholder for you to gain access for tickets um, in the new stadium. Um, and then there's the reason for the season ticket purchase this year as... A season ticket holder, you have higher priority for the seating options next year in the new stadium, which has always been a goal of mine to be a season ticket holder. Um, Doe, shout out to Cleveland when I almost took a job up there. Um, so what's the what's the place next to Rocky River? Is it Westlake or what's the... Westlake, I think, is a place. I mean, there's I'm in Lake Woods right next to Rocky River. Westlake is close, too, though. Okay, so I believe it was in Westlake. Either way, uh, almost took a job up there, and we went up there... Um, we were looking at potential like season ticket packages for the Cavaliers. Uh, purchased those, but that obviously didn't happen. So um, this was my first time being a season ticket holder, and this is cool. 
It's the only Cincinnati team that I would do that for, um, other than maybe the Reds. Did they but send you the box or no? I haven't gotten anything yet. I bet they maybe they ran out. Like I say, just do it for the beginning of the season, but like you'll get it next year. No, there's so much sweet stuff in it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works, and um, I haven't checked my mail in the last couple of days, so could be there. You should, dude. It's like pretty tight if you if it. If is. I get like, so, yeah. So like my dad this year, because my dad has them. I'm gonna get them next paycheck when. The boys are getting coming in, but uh, uh, my dad has them, and you got like coasters this year, and one of like they're like the best moments of FCC, and one of them is like Mitch, like Hildebrandt's making that save against the Red Bulls, like in that um, cup game, which is awesome. And there's like some other goals, like Alan Cruz's back heels one, so then like a bunch of other little trinkets and stickers and stuff. So Hell super yeah. cool stuff. But um, speaking of FCC, that's the jersey I'm rocking here for my buzzer beater. Um, in my quest to wear jerseys till sports come back. So, rocking the parlay kit here made out of recycled ocean material. So, we're, we're promoting, you know, recycling as well, just as always. Sustainability, for sure. No doubt. Zero waste, hashtag. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I just want to say, gentlemen, while everyone else is gearing up for the playoffs in the NBA, like you see all these guys on the call, looks like the Jazz are not. Because, uh, you know, there's already some tension between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, like we said. But uh, do a little reading between the lines here. I think it might be worse than we think. Since Bojan Bogdanovich decided to get wrist surgery here. I guess it was bothering him before, playing with some discomfort. But he got surgery that will keep him out till at least December. So it doesn't look like he was planning on making a run to the mini-finals or the shortened finals uh, with the Jazz. So... Like I said, I think maybe the situation between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell isn't as good as some people are putting off. I know that they said it's a little shaky, but maybe it's more than a little shaky. And then just to read between the lines a little more that into that, the assistant GM of the Jazz recently just signed with the Knicks in the same position, and Donovan Mitchell tweeted out that he's really going to miss him, like really, really going to miss him, and wishes him great success. So maybe Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks? You heard it here first, if so, but I don't think so. They're not going to pull that off. But if so, you heard it here first. Doge, <laughs> where do you want your buzzer beater? I'll take a just left of the free throw line, little 18-footer. Oh. Um, been the only other live sports I've been able to watch before the Bundesliga, which was my warm-up, has been the uh, the Korean Baseball League. I'll go back and watch some of the replays. Sure. Um I've been I've been pulling for the Doosan Bears. Thought Doosan was just a funny name, and then it just turns out I'm a idiot that's just a bandwagoner because they've won it like three out of the last like five years or something. They won it last year, but um, wow. I've been following them. They're they're fun. They're in Seoul, but uh, mediocre start for them. Only eight and six right now, and they just lost to the Dinos, who's everybody else's. Let's go. So I, I have confidence that they'll be able to bring it back, but uh, would be lying if I said I was not intimidated by the NC Dinos mascot, Swole Daddy. Swole Daddy, bro, is huge. Swole Daddy, dude. So, <laughs> hey, first place, uh, first place, NC Dinos, mind you that. Oh yeah, they're they're in the lead. They uh, they came back and scored nine runs in the ninth inning in the last game. The Dinos did just they uh, they've got everyone behind them, dude, and I think it's a lot to thank. Uh, a lot of thanks should go to Swole Daddy. No doubt, dude. If if he didn't exist, they wouldn't get as much pub. Not even close. 
Not even close. Well, gentlemen, <clears throat> I'd say that was a good pod. What do you think, Dole? Good one? Some great live action. I'd say so. Doge, you think, think that was a good one? That was a, a GP. Good pod. Good pod, GP. <laughs> We're going to have another GP coming out on Tuesday, like we said, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Doge, thank you for being on, my friend. Of course. Dill, thank you for being on as well. It's a great service we have here for you. <laughs> it is a great service. But thank you for listening. We couldn't we couldn't have this great service without you, the great fans. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. This is the Clubhouse. <laughs>